am pleased to have the lead guitarist, not just the rhythm guitarist, but the lead guitarist, the very important person from the band Ladder Rain, who some might remember from back in the day, but they are making a comeback, I guess you could say. But I have Brad Smith on the show. Thank you for joining me, Brad. Thank you, Joel, for having me. I really appreciate you uh, you doing this. Yeah, and you guys have just recently come back out with the reissue with a couple extra songs on there where rocks uh is it rocks records is that who's putting yeah, that out uh bill bafford i think that's how you say his name uh uh owner of rocks records uh, has been doing uh reissues or remasters or those kind of things uh even vinyl releases of some classic christian metal bands from back mm-hmm. in the day and uh, they just uh, got done with a Fear Not one uh, a little bit prior to ours. And that's kind of how the ball got rolling towards us is uh, we used to do some shows with Fear Not. I still keep in touch with, uh, with the guys. And uh, so they just kind of dropped our name. And it helped, too, that, I, uh, that we have a, a fan or two from back in the day that new bill so it just kind of all came came together and he did that for us and we were really uh really shocked and uh humbled and uh and thankful for it now the new album has it been remastered i believe you said yeah uh it's um well it it i i i guess to properly call it it would really be our our demo uh tape um right it, it was the first release that we did, and we released that in 1992. Not really a release. That, and it was just that was uh, the live for the day. Yes, album, yeah, right. that was the Demo, that tape that we that we sold at our our uh, you know our shows and stuff. But we didn't have a, a, a label or anything. But uh, so Bill and his team uh, uh, took what we had and uh, really did their best to kind of preserve it and bring it back to, back to life and uh i think it sounds pretty good for for what it is it was a demo mm-hmm. tape did on an eight track tape uh back in the day and we lost the original masters so we were working with some secondhand kind of material but uh i think he i think he did pretty well with it i'm looking forward to hearing it i have ordered it i'm still waiting for it in the mail and uh i can't wait to get it because i am looking forward to hearing that but it originally was seven songs correct right uh yeah and we uh we added uh desire which was um uh a song that we recorded with our with our drummer dave um uh who passed away a few years ago um but uh we did that with actually uh the fear not guys uh produced that for us uh okay we, we went into their home studio which was a little bit better than the eight track so you might know <laughs> yeah i can say uh when you do get to that song you might notice a little bit of uh audio difference uh but anyway okay. so we did that with those guys and uh it originally went out on a heaven's metal compilation cd mm-hmm. from way back in the day i think that was about 93 that came out and so we produce that for that but anyway we decided to toss that in there because uh you know it was with dave and Mm -hmm. and we were pretty pretty proud of that song well let me kind of go back to the beginning 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 stages are you guys from ontario california or is that where the band was formed originally yeah that's where the band was formed originally 
Okay. And, and were you in that area? And uh, kind of tell me, uh, well, well, you can also, before that, you can even tell me how you got into playing. Who were your influences at that time? Well, um, I'll tell you something really interesting. Uh, I don't know if you find this interesting, but um, <laughs> so I met Lewis basically in 1980 something through the back page of a circus magazine. Yeah. I was little, lead singer for those, if you're not familiar, lead singer for the band. No, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, right. Uh, but uh, he was uh, a solo artist back then. Mm -hmm. I didn't really meet him. I saw him because he hit him. He was sitting behind his drum set on this full page ad, and it was some kind of contest to win his drum set. Really? And I was, I was uh, 14, 15, maybe just barely playing. Uh, and uh, I saw him on the back, and I'm like, that's a really cool drum set. And that's a really cool guy. I never heard of him before, but, you know, maybe someday I will. Right. Well, <laughs> that was a little bit of hmm. foreshadowing. But uh, when I was a kid, of course, uh, like a lot of kids, uh, Kiss was my first influence. And uh, to my mom's chagrin, <laughs> uh, I had a bunch of Kiss albums, and uh, I would – sit on the floor and play them on the turntable and just open the, the, the kiss alive two album and look at that picture. And was like, I'm going to be ace freely someday, you know? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. You know, was, was, was he your favorite guitarist from kiss yes. uh, from all time? Yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. And, uh, I, I think every kid that was my age that was playing guitar, it was like ace is the guy. Right. So anyway, but, uh, but my mom, uh, you know, she uh, she she did what she could. And one day we lived in a really small town in Northern California. She went to a Christian bookstore and she told the people there, she said, my son is really into Kiss. I don't like it. <laughs> I want something that uh, is going to, you know, save his soul. I want something that's going to keep him on the right path. And uh, they handed her Striper's first EP. Yeah. Yellow and Black Attack. Yep. And she uh -huh. brought that home and that, uh, and that changed, that changed the course of my life. I mean, I was raised in a Christian home. I don't think I would have gone too far astray. I, I would hope, but, uh, but, uh, that, that really helped focus what I wanted to do. So. Okay. So, that, so, so, uh, uh, after high school, I moved, uh, down to Southern California and of course, I'm thinking I want to be a rock star and uh, tried playing in a secular band for a while. And uh, and it did, really didn't go anywhere. And then uh, started getting um, a Christian band together. And uh, that's when I met Dave. Um, and uh, we hit it off really good. And so we started to jam. Our church had a had a. a couple spare rooms and we we would jam in there and uh we were going along one day and then in about 91 um these guys uh called me up and uh it was lewis and his brother and they said hey uh we heard you have a band because uh dave's a hairdresser at the time mm -hmm. <laughs> we all had big hair back then right yeah <laughs> really big hair uh she uh she was married to july the bass player and uh and uh he was looking around for added members 
to the band and uh so they called me up and they said hey can we come over to your house we want to we want to talk to you and we want to hear the kind of stuff that you do and so you know being a guitar player and kind of a tech nerd i was always recording as soon as i had something to record on and so i had made my own little songs and stuff and so i played it for them and they were like yeah that sounds really good and one of those songs ended up being uh the i think it's the oh, i think it's the fifth or sixth track on the album live for the day mm-hmm. on the demo um but yeah that was the start of that so before that though uh july and um a guy named ryan kane uh he was a, a, a guitar player and they started jamming in a church in ontario and uh Lewis was not part of the band then. They had a guy named Doug Bear uh, playing the drums. And uh, I suppose this might be a good time to kind of segue into into Lewis's uh, career uh, to yeah. kind of give you the yeah, little in. Yeah, that'd be great. Did you want me to just keep going? Well, no, you can go back and then come back yeah. to that if, if you want to mention about Lewis. And All right. Yeah, you know, well, let me... not familiar with that. Let me finish the... Sure the train of thought here so yeah so uh so they 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 came to my apartment and uh they came in and i showed them stuff and they were like yeah that's really cool do you got do you want to jam with us and um i didn't know who lewis was at the time i didn't know his history or anything because i lived in northern california like i said i barely got a hold uh of a striper tape back then (laughs) so uh i was kind of out of the loop and uh and uh uh, you know, coming down into SoCal, I was kind of introduced to the to the scene, you know, and just 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 trying to pick up on what was going on. Uh, but yeah, so then we started to jam, and uh, I think by that time they uh, added Glenn. I think Glenn was already there. Uh, he's the other guitar player, mm-hmm. and, and um, then uh, shortly after we started jamming, Doug had something else to do and he was like i gotta step aside and so i went back to my buddy dave <laughs> i said hey dave uh your hairdresser's band uh you know husband's band uh they need a drummer and so uh then we pulled in dave and uh and we really just started having some fun and started to take off after that all right well you want you want to mention the what you're going to talk about with lewis uh, well, sure. With his background, you were, you were mentioning. I don't know if, uh, I mean, I hope your listeners would be kind of familiar with uh, the background uh, of Lewis if they ever watched MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, and I remember seeing his video, but I don't, I didn't remember it at the time when I met him. I didn't put it together. Um, but Lewis had a, uh, had a, a secular thing going uh in the early 80s uh his band was called renegade and they were they were pretty popular in in uh in the area and they were doing pretty well and then he put out a solo record where he covered uh del shannon's runaway okay great now, song i don't know yeah i don't know if you've ever heard that before but uh it was really well done it was really well done and Lewis's voice was just, you know, spectacular. He could really. And that was the that was the solo uh, that material, was his though. Solo, 
secular stuff. Well, okay. So uh, that had quite a bit of success, and of course, the video with the dinosaurs, the claymation dinosaurs. If you talk to people that are about my age, and they had MTV back then, they would remember that video. They'd be like, "Oh, that's oh those dinosaurs." Yeah, I remember that. So, so uh, that was Lewis, and um, shortly after that time, he uh, accepted Christ. So um, things obviously started to change for him, and then. Um, so right around that time is when his brother, who had already accepted Christ, um, reached out to him and said, hey, man, I want you to put your talents into my band. And that was really the beginning of how Loud Rain, uh, you know, got its, its singer, basically. So he he's also a drummer, though, you said. Yes. And no, um, I, I'm, well, I'm actually like, I'm, I'm Googling stuff while you're talking about <laughs> it. I'm looking up his stuff. And I don't know if this was the, if this, I don't know if you can even see this. Ah, uh, man, I can't. I'm trying to get it focused. Is I that, think that's it. Yeah. The picture. Okay. So I looked up a picture of him with his drum set. It's got like a tiger, tiger stripe on the front. Yeah. Tiger stripes. That is an unbelievable drum set, Ludwig set. Oh yeah, he uh, pasty he was symbols. very accomplished uh, on the drums, um, and uh, he also uh, at that time set a Guinness World Record for I think the most drums played in a in a song or something like that, and he put wow. that kit, yeah he put that kit out and uh, played along with an orchestra. Oh yeah, I see it. It's 114 pieces he had. There you go. I and see that now. He, he hit every one of them in time, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So he, uh, you know, he had some accomplishments. So he transitions over to become your singer, though. Yes. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, because uh, if you go back to that old stuff, uh, he's got quite a quite a set of pipes on him. I mean, uh, oh, his voice is awesome. Even yeah. in the the newer stuff you you sent me. Still sounds great for I don't know how recent some of the recordings have been, but things sound great. Yeah, well, I mean, he and I just did a uh, a Christmas song together, and mm -hmm. uh, and you can find that uh, on Facebook if you find my page and or or his page, you can find it out there. Yeah, we just did it this last year, uh, just yeah, like like a month ago. Was that and, the uh, was that an original song you did? Yes, yes, that it, was a original song uh, that we wrote. Gift for you is the name yeah. of it. Thank you. And, and it's very good. Thank you. Yeah, we uh, we actually, so Lewis and I have kept in touch, you know, just, you know, here and there. We've obviously, there's a lot of, a lot of life that's been lived since the 90, you know, late 90s when we uh, didn't do the band anymore. So we've, we've done a lot of different stuff, but, um, but yeah, he, uh, about 10 years ago, he called me up and he was like, hey, man let's write some Christmas songs. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Mm. <laughs> so he comes over and I pick up an acoustic and, and we sit down and uh, we just start, start writing songs. And I think we wrote about three, three and a half songs that, that night. And, uh, and then uh, he went home and I worked up one of the tracks and did all the music for it. Did, did, did everything, had it all all ready, but didn't have his, his voice. And then we got busy, things happened, life happens uh and uh all of a sudden 10 years later 
we're looking at all this lot of rain stuff and I'm digging into the archives trying to make sure I got the, the, the best cuts of everything to give to Bill. And I'm going through my archives of my studio and, um, and I, and I, I come across this song. I'm like, huh, I don't remember this song. I must've done some work for somebody and done, done a part on it or something. I pull it up and I start listening to it and I'm like, Oh my goodness, that's me. I tracked all this. This is the Christmas song that Lewis and I wrote. So I sent it to him and, he was like, we have to do this now. When can mm-hmm. you come in? I'm like, my studio's in shambles. Give me a couple days and I'll put it together. And uh, and and so we got it put together. But that was fun. Well, and uh, going back, because you mentioned that uh, you guys never, tech, I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, you were never on a record label, correct? No. And no. so what you had originally, you said, was just your stuff. You, it was uh, the demo. How well did that sell at the time? Did you also have interest from record labels at, at that time? I mean, I wouldn't see why not, because the well, stuff is, is just as good as other stuff that was out there at the time. Well, um, I'm kind of partial to the to the stuff that, uh, you know, I sent you a song from the stuff that we did after that. Um, but uh, so we so we started with the demo and yeah, we, we printed, I don't know, a couple hundred tapes and we sold them pretty well. I mean, I still talk to people today. They're like, hey, I got my tape. I still got my tape. Look at this, you know. And I'm like, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. Um, so, uh, so that did that did pretty well. And um, we started to do gigs with bands that were signed. You know, we ended up doing gigs with Fear Not uh, a couple different times. We did uh, actually a, a pretty good handful of gigs. We did with them. We did gigs with Guardian. We did gigs with. Uh, we did a gig with. Baron Cross and uh, the message we kept getting from all these, all these other guys was like, uh, you guys are, why aren't you guys signed yet? Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, like you heard from Larry, uh, the Christian rock world was kind of coming undone right when we were coming up. Yeah, big transitions uh, were happening. Yeah, the time. so I mean, not just the secular rock world, of course, the Christian rock world felt it too. And uh, yeah, you just couldn't get people to show up anymore. It was it was kind of that thing. So we we ended up. So we uh, we did the demo, and then a couple of years later, actually '95, we went into the studio in in Hemet, and uh, I, I felt like that point in in our band's history, we really started to gel. The demo was a lot of our own songs that we brought in, kind of tweaked a little bit, and turned it into songs for the band but i felt like the the stuff that we did in 95 uh was us starting to write as a band and so we started to really really click and we uh and um dave was already uh out of the band at that point because he was uh starting to battle his cancer um and so uh was it that that was the drummer your drummer yeah yeah that recently passed okay yeah so um, he was sitting it out, and Lewis came in, and basically from memory, he wasn't even playing the drums. Remember, <laughs> he went in from memory and just. And I was on my honeymoon. I had just gotten married, so I'm like, guys, I can't go to the studio. I'm. I just got married. I'm going on my honeymoon. Uh, and so Lewis went in and took all the songs that we've been writing, and about ten or eleven songs, and just tracked them. He he had his brother there playing bass and uh he just tracked them all and laid down all the drum tracks which are phenomenal 
Um, and then we put the music on when I got back from my honeymoon. And uh, we, you know, we ended up with a, we got about six or seven completed songs and a couple that just need some more things on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we got kind of an ADHD moment where we uh, came across this studio that was in like East LA somewhere. Or, uh, I don't know. It was a pretty prominent studio called DM3. And they uh, they were like, hey, uh, we can record you guys a really great album and probably get you guys a deal. And so we went through that process. And so we had by that time we had uh, even more songs and we tried to kind of adapt our sound a little bit to what was happening. Got, got a little grungier, you know, got a little darker sounding, trying to, you know, trying to stay up with the times a little bit. Uh, and so we recorded that album. That album is completely finished. And that's the album that we could not uh land a record deal we were really close and uh what they were offering just wasn't really what we what we wanted and we said no we're just going to sit on it and and there it sat so is that something you would like to put out eventually or is it something you just oh uh, i I don't know i would love to um if things go well with with our cd that just uh you know just got put out then i'm i'm hoping hoping Bill would like to uh, put out some more stuff. And I'm yeah. really has Bill uh, heard that other stuff by any chance? I don't really know. Um, I know he is, he talked to Lewis and he was kind of, you know, saying, yes, if this goes well, I'd love to put out your other stuff. So I think that's, that it was kind of a verbal thing, but uh, I don't know if he's actually been sent any, any tracks, but uh, I hope, I hope to remedy that soon. Right. Uh, and, uh, give him some stuff to listen to because I'm, I'm really proud of the second album uh, stuff. I, I just think it's, I think it's really good stuff. Uh, I think it might even sound a couple songs might sound a little bit like fear not because we were hanging out with those guys a lot. So yeah, got a little inspired. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've been in a studio with them and so they, you know, produced us. And so, yeah, it just kind of, kind of rubbed off and, well, tell me, tell me about some of the highlights of back in the day and, and playing and touring or playing some of these shows that you mentioned. Uh, what what stands out to you? Oh man, a um, couple different ones were pretty pretty cool. Um, actually, it was all fun. It was really great just talking to talking to kids, you know, um, sharing the gospel with them, and and uh, you know, just had all kinds of opportunities that were that were given to us and we were really appreciative at the time. And, and, um, but, um, you know, we did, uh, let me see. Well, like I said, we did a couple shows with, with, um, fear not. And you're really taxing my memory to go back and give you details. But I do remember a couple things is, uh, uh, we were, we were pretty goofy when we, when we played together, we would pull mm-hmm. little, little pranks on each other. Yeah. So uh, I remember one. So fear not, and you you've just heard a lot of their history. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I listened to the whole thing you did uh, of Larry, and it was really great. Thank you. And, glad. And, and I kept going, oh yeah, I was there. Oh yeah, I remember that show. Oh yeah, I remember that. But uh, so yeah, we did. Um, like we did this. Well, so they went from. Uh, I, I don't know if Larry really put it out there, but they went from. Uh, uh, a band called Forever 
to love life, to fear not, mm-hmm. well, fear no evil, then fear not. But um, so we went to one of their shows as fear not, or no, as love life. We went to one of their shows way back then. And we held up a sign with the name of the guitar player who wasn't with them anymore. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're just, his name up there. We just held yeah. it up, we just held it up. Yeah. And uh, they just kept shaking their heads and we just kept holding it up. And so then uh, a couple months later, maybe they did another show and they were fear not. And so we put up, uh, I think it was Darren that was the guitar player for um, Love Life. And so we mm-hmm. put up Darren's name. Where's Darren? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then we would, uh, uh, one of the shows, we smuggled in a bunch of silly string. And so uh, when uh, whoever would play first, you know, would, would come up with the, a, a, a gag to go to the second guys. But anyway, so they were doing their set. And um, I don't know if they did this to us or we did the, we did it to them, but there was silly string involved and it was sprayed all over guitars mid song. I mean, we're, we're, we're playing the song. I think it was, I think they did it to us. Yeah. I think they silly stringed us and there was silly strings everywhere. I was picking it out of my guitar for months. Um, it was just everywhere. <laughs> and we did another gig, an outdoor gig where we, um, uh, found this huge prop and i think now this was us doing it to them i think we found this giant fish uh plastic fish like a sword fish or something like life size and we took it and just set it out in front of the stage while they're playing they're they're mid-song we just set it right in front of the monitors <laughs> just <laughs> like why and I got, well, we just did, <laughs> we just did silly stuff because we just liked hanging out and uh, and doing these shows together so we we just had a lot of fun um, no. but I'm, I'm trying to remember the specifics, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a while back, but I do remember when we played with guardian, I think it was, uh, us fear not and guardian, uh, fear not and guardian had already been out on pachyderm and, um, but it's kind of where we started to experience kind of the, the, the change, you know, it was like this guardian you know this is this is for me it was you know second to make striper and baron cross for me i mean that was like um well with guardian let me ask you this real quick did you get into them when their first album came out was it first watch oh yeah and oh, then yeah. they will transit obviously they have a big change after that with lead singers oh, what did I, you think when that happened well being a big I fan i saw them way back in the day I don't remember where it was. It might have been at what they called the His Festival. It was in the late 80s. Uh, this Christian festival where bands like Bride came mm-hmm. uh, and Holy Soldier and um, uh, bands like that where they were just starting to really break um, or they were just starting to hit it big and they would come and they would headline the show and it'd be a two-day festival. I think it was in Fontana back in the late 80s and i was just getting into that and i didn't really have a band back then i had a you, you know i i was jamming with some friends but um so i heard about all these bands it was coming at me fast you know i'm like all these all these great bands white cross i don't know if they played there but i know we saw them someplace in southern california so all these bands were really good but um back to guardian sorry about that i'm 
the, hel- the helicopter really likes your area, apparently. Yeah, because, uh, well, I'm in, I'm up in the mountains. I have yeah. a camp in, uh, in Big Bear, and uh, wow. I'm spending the weekend up here for some peace and quiet. <laughs> That's going well. Dogs barking, <laughs> helicopters going by. <laughs> peace and quiet. That. I'm pretty close to an airport. And then I'm bothering you. <laughs> yeah, no, this is fun. This is fun stuff, man. So, uh, so yeah, the Guardian show, uh, it, it was it was not as well attended as I had hoped. I was thinking, man, this is it, man. Folks are going to come here to, to see them and fear not, and they're going to hear us, and we're going to get signed on Pachyderm or something like that. And mm-hmm. just wasn't, uh, it just wasn't, wasn't happening. And, um, but it was still a lot of fun. Um, uh, just to meet those guys, you know, was really cool. And uh, yeah, uh, their first album, um, I listened to. I think I wore the tape out. I I listened to that so much. It's uh, good album. It is. Yeah, it's I thought it was fantastic. In fact, I just pulled it up a couple days ago and played it. And I'm like, man, this is good stuff. It's not Jamie singing. I really like his voice. Yeah. But you know, it was pretty good. Uh, and the guitar playing, uh, man, it was just off the charts. Of course. Oh, Tony. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I was I was a big fan from back then. But um, but yeah. So we, so we did that show with them, and then one of the last shows we did, I think, was in about '96, where uh, we played out at Calvary Chapel Downey, and uh, Baron Cross came out, and uh, had a real uh, fanboy kind of moment there when uh, when Ray asked me to if he could use my rig. I'm like. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure, man. Of course. Of course. Of course. You're going to make it sound better than it ever <laughs> has. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. That was a that was kind of a big day for me. I was like, man, Baron Cross. I mean, they're yeah, they're they're one of the good ones that I go way back to. I think when I first moved here, I started going to school and I met I met this guy and he was like, "Hey, have you heard of of this?" and he played a Baron Cross album and I was like, no, but this is fantastic. It sounds like Iron Maiden, but they got mm-hmm. a much better message, you know? Right. Like, this is cool. Well, this podcast is obviously uh, yep. in honor of them, but named after, you know, one of their, their songs. I was yeah. nervous because I, I was like, I hope they don't get mad at me. I, I messaged Mike, Mikey, whatever he goes by now. I, yeah. I'm not even sure what it's called. And uh, it finally, finally, after a couple episodes, thank God, he's like, oh, yeah, that's totally cool. You can use the song and, and everything's cool. I'm like, oh, thank God. That would have been <laughs> bad. Like, no, do not use this. Do not use our song. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm hoping to have their drummer on here. Is it Steve Whitaker? Yeah. Um, He's got a tight schedule, but I've been in touch with him, so that'd be He's another one I'm hoping to get on here uh, from those days. Well, that that would be really cool. I uh, I just really got a lot of respect for those guys. They uh, they really helped uh, kind of a foundation for me too. I mean, they mm-hmm. were like uh, they were the heaviest thing I'd heard after Striper. I was like, wow, this is really cool. Because I mean, I had I had friends that were like, oh, here's some rock, and they play. No disrespect, but they play like. Uh, Daryl Mansfield, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd be yeah. like, yeah, More it's bluesy. Cool, but, it's cool, but I mean, where's the rock, man? Where's right. the metal? And uh, and then I, they play stuff like Petra, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 all right, but where's the metal, man? Where's the mm-hmm. so? 
uh, I, it, so when they, when these bands started to come out, I was like, oh man, this is awesome. So it's not just Striper anymore. We got we got some bands that can rock, and so it was it was just really. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about like I mean, Fear Not's coming out and Holy Soldier and all the, those bands are so good. Oh yeah. Coming out, and unfortunately, maybe they came out a little later with everything transitioning, like you talked about, kind of maybe the same situation you guys had where you just came out at the wrong, the wrong year. If you came out, you know, five years earlier or something, would have been I mean, you don't know that, but yeah, yeah. Things could have been a lot different for you. And, uh, man, there were so many good bands and, um, I was actually, yeah, you know, I was talking to Scott, the Winslow from white cross the other day, I had lunch with him, which was unbelievable. But, uh, I, I didn't realize that, you know, he had two solo albums and Tony from Guardian played on that on those albums. Oh, my goodness. And um, it was just you can check it out on YouTube. I was listening to some of it and I didn't realize that before I talked to him. I was like, that's why it sounds so stinking good. Uh, great production. But, yeah, Tony played on that, too. Tony's he's just a beast uh, at playing guitar. I mean, yeah, just the stuff that I've come across stuff on Facebook where he's playing like some some jazz stuff and i'm like wow <laughs> i can't even wrap my brain around that yeah i think i even read and i may be wrong on this but oz fox actually kind of took lessons from him or, or he, tony helped him kind of change because i mean oz did re, re, uh produce that first guardian album and oh, um yeah. and then i want to say that around against the law that oz you know he started kind of playing differently and I don't know if Tony had influence on that. I, I want to say I heard that, but I could be totally wrong. But Well, he did give lessons. In fact, Tony gave lessons to our, our bass player back in the day. Wow. Yeah, 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 really. And I, I still remember the stuff because he would come to practice. He'd be like, check out what Tony showed me. And he, and, uh, he was really into uh, showing players. Now, I might get a little geeky here, but showing okay. players how to, how to get off the one and not be so stuck to – hitting the one all the time trying to you know accent the two or accent the three or something like that mm-hmm. just make things a little different you know not always starting your accents right on one you just you know try to mix things up and make things sound a little different and uh it was really good well let me ask you uh you know unfortunately not much ha- happens really with the career and uh but now we're talking about you know things things are kind of happening again How, what have you been up to in the meantime and uh well i guess in the between time i should say from yeah. you know i guess until now really okay what's been going well, on? Uh, do you still play a lot uh, well, uh yeah what do you oh, do with music um, so yeah back in the day so 96 we we split and went our separate ways and uh but uh and i kind of took a hiatus from playing music i didn't write or record much of anything uh really while I was having my kids, uh, when my kids were young, uh, I just really threw everything I had into them, which I really felt like was the right thing to do. So I kind of just went off the radar, uh, didn't listen to much music, just kind of focused on, you know, kids and coaching T-ball teams and baseball teams. And Mm -hmm. I'm there, I'm there now. (laughs) Yep. You just got to do and you just got to dump yourself into it. And, uh, and, uh, you know, now my oldest is off in college and my, my youngest is finishing his last year in high school so but wow. uh but right around 2008 i'd say that was my 40th birthday party a little bit before that uh july and lewis uh hit me up and they were going to this church uh 
and they were like, hey, uh, the youth group kind of wants to hear what our music sounds like. Do you want to do a little, little, little session and kind of, you know, get the band back together and kind of mess around? And like, yeah, cool. So it was me, Lewis, July, and um, Glenn lived in Oregon at the time, so it was just too, it was too hard to get him down here. But then uh, 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 Lewis's son, Nick, who is a really talented drummer too. Mm-hmm. Play drums for us, and so we did a little, a little jam session, and it was really fun. And I was like, "Oh, cool!" I was like, "Hey guys, you know what? My 40th birthday party's coming up, and mm-hmm. uh, and I would it'd be really cool if we could do this again, you know, just do it for my party." And so and they're like, "Yeah, man, yeah, we'll do that." So uh, so we planned it, and at that time, Oz Fox was not doing anything with Striper. Mm-hmm. He was doing stuff with Lewis. They had a they, they called it like an executive level uh, cover band where they would play like executive parties and things like that, you know, like cover songs and stuff. Cover, yeah. Just mm. to, just to, just to pay the bills, you know? And, uh, and of course you can imagine with Lewis and Oz, uh, it was a very, I saw him play one time and it was just a well oiled machine. It was fantastic. Oz, Oz he's way underrated, man. The guy, um, just that he can sing he can sing really well if you sounds sing, exactly like michael sweet <laughs> yeah he's really got a great voice and he can recall lyrics just like that and i i watched him like a hawk you know and this it was just in this little club and uh i could see him you know they, they had all these songs that were coming with pretty significant solos and i could see him he turned his guitar down really low and he just noodled a couple notes of it and, he, and, and, and i could see his brain lock he had it you know boom and then wow. he'd play the song and it would be note for note. But anyway, so uh, so I asked Lewis, I said, Lewis, any chance you could just kind of bring Oz by? I just want to meet him. I mean, I met him back in the day. back in For, the, your, for your 40th birthday? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, I met him after a show in, uh, gosh, when they played with Loudness and uh, TNT. We stayed up all night waiting for him at, outside the arena and we finally got to meet him. And I got my shirt signed by him and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But I was like, you know, I'd like to see Oz again. I just want to just want to say hi. He's like, yeah, I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can bring him by. So sure enough, Oz comes by, watches me doing our songs. And of course, I think we did uh, Sweet Child of Mine. You know, we did a cover of that. And he's like, hey, I like what you did on that. I'm like, here's Oz Fox complimenting mm-hmm. my play. Just stop. Just right now. Yeah. Yeah. Is this real? Like, yeah. is this real life? And then I didn't even expect this. He goes, hey, why don't we jam a song? And I was like, well, I, uh, I don't oh, even man. Uh, I don't even, he's all, no, no, come here, here, take my guitar. He hands me the bullet guitar. Right, I know what you're about. You know exactly what guitar, that guitar, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I had that guitar in my fingers and I'm playing it, it plays itself, it's just, Mm. I don't know if you know anything about guitar, but it's, uh, a little bit, yeah. The last guitar I felt like that was one of Tony's guitars that he sold to a a buddy of mine and I got to play it and I was like this this guitar is set up insane this is this is wild well Oz's guitar is, is the same way and he's still playing that guitar it's it's a fantastic one so anyway so I give him my uh I give him my beat up uh not beat up but it's a it's uh it's an Epiphone it's not even a Gibson I just give him my Epiphone uh-huh. I'll uh i Paul and he just tunes it by ear and uh he's like let's play rock and roll all night I'm like okay here we go. And he sang it. And uh, it was just, uh, it was wild. I think, I think Lewis played the drums on it. And uh, so it was, it was just, it was a blast. I, I was, 
This was 2008? This was 2008. So did anybody get to record that by any chance on, on their phone back in the day? I had my co- I had a cousin fly in from Michigan just to be there. <laughs> so yeah. I'm hoping she's got it somewhere. I don't Man, know. Man, you got to find that. You I do. I've got that. lots of pictures. I can send you some pictures of me and Oz. In fact, I think I used one oh, yeah. for my Facebook page. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, if I could find the audio for that, that would be fantastic. It, or even just the band playing in 2008 would be nice. So, so um, yeah, that, that, that's great. That's a really so, good story. So then after that, that really lit my lit my fire. My boys were a little bit older. And I then I started, I was like, you know what? I got a bunch of songs rattled around in my head. I got a bunch of ideas that have been there for a while. I want to get them down onto, you know, onto a recording. And so I set up a studio and I started recording and I made my own album. Um, and I didn't have Lewis sing on it, actually. Um, I, uh, I just had another another guy that I knew that sang on it. It was not really a Christian album. It was just mm-hmm. some songs that I wrote about, uh, <laughs> about how my wife and I met and some fun stuff like that and uh, about struggles. And, you know, it wasn't really a Christian album, but it, it wasn't uh, exactly secular either. But Right. Um, so yeah, and that, 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 I finished that in 2011 and that's, uh, that's when Lewis, uh, and I got back together and started to write the Christmas songs. But, uh, but then a little bit after that, about to, uh, 2013, 14, I started to play in a, uh, uh, 80s, uh, 80s hard rock cover band and, uh, you know, just to, just to have some fun and to keep my, keep my chops up, um, and so we would play backyard parties and stuff like that. And, uh, and, uh, we, and we're still together, uh, but, uh, we just uh, have a lot of fun playing those songs, you know, get to play sweet child of mine, you know, every time we play and Van Halen songs and stuff like that, that just yeah. uh, that helped me keep, keep my chops up and, uh, that kind of stuff. So let's kind of jump to now. I know you mentioned that your drummer, Dave, uh, passed away. Was it Dave? Um, uh, how long ago was that? And, uh, were you guys still in touch at that point? Yeah. Um, that was, let's see, what is it? <coughs> I think that was 19, 2019 or 2018. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, we were in touch. He, um, luckily, um, Dave was able to start a family. I mean, uh, I mean, it's good and it's bad, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that's what you mean. Yes. So, um, the Lord blessed him with a family. And, uh, of course I went to his wedding and, and, uh, he was able to have kids and, uh, the kids were fantastic or they're just, they're great kids. And, um, and so, uh, he was just really blessed in, in, in that aspect. And so we would, we would see each other every couple times a year, you know, just to, just to stay in, uh, in touch. But, uh, you know, before that, before he got married, he would always come over to, uh, out of my house and he got to see my kids as they got older, you know, from the time they were really small, you know, he would hold them and, and he would always come over to my house, you know, when he was single and had nothing to do and he was like, Hey, just come over and have dinner. And so we, we, we hung out and then he got married and started his, you know, his family. And in the meantime, you know, he always had that, uh, C word hanging over his head, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Was, yeah, because you said he had it earlier there, around 95. And that's, he had uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma 
uh, back in 90, uh, yeah, right about 95. And he, he, he beat that, and uh, he had a couple bouts of it. Uh, it would come back years years and years later, and then it moved to other, other places, and uh, he would battle it, and he would have some surgery, and then he'd come back, and he'd be doing well. And, and so it was just a long, long fight, but he, uh, he, he fought hard, and, uh, and he never lost his faith. Yeah. Well, I know that's, that's got to be tough, uh, but uh, you think if he would have survived, uh, he'd be part of uh, what you guys are doing now? I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah, I, I, I tried to get him to come back for the, the 2008 uh, thing, and he was, you know, he was just starting to, uh, you know, I, I think he was starting a, a treatment, and he just wasn't. Not feeling good wasn't feeling good so. yeah, that's rough i know we were me and my wife were looking at our facebook memories today and six years ago today her aunt passed away from cancer uh-huh. she was she was like 40 you know it touches everybody unfortunately yeah. and yeah. uh it's, it's hard but uh yeah. uh kind of wrapping it up a little bit here uh tell me about what you guys have going on what are the plans where uh you know what do you envision for the future for the band or you well, um, of course, I would love to do a, a reunion show. That'd be fun. Um, I've had, I've had uh, Gary from Fear Not kind of hit me up and talk, talk to me about it. And so we're, we're, we're talking about the possibilities. The logistics are more the, the hard part, you know, but he's, he's dealing with that. He's, he's going back and forth from California to Tennessee, I believe. No, Larry's in uh, Oklahoma. O- Oklahoma, yeah. So, um, so I think it can be done. But uh, I think right now we just want to try to get that other material out uh, and finished. Uh, like I said, the second recording, um, it's got a lot of songs that are done. I sent you one of them, but uh, mm-hmm. there's some more stuff to finish. And it looks like remember when i texted you or you texted me the other day and i said you were like what are you doing i'm like actually i'm working on a song in my classroom i'm a teacher so yeah and i teach a guitar class and uh and the students were doing their own thing and i was like you know i gotta work on this riff (laughs) and i was trying to rearrange a song that a song idea that we had dropped you know so many years ago on that second recording we put a little something down with some lyrics and i was like and it was a ballad and and i was talking to glenn and i'm like hey glenn uh i know you wrote this song and it's really it, it, it's it's really cool and everything it's but it's just i don't want any more ballads <laughs> i said can i turn it into a a rocker mm. he's like mm-hmm. what you want man it's, go for it the, you know and so i was like yeah i'm gonna write some killer riffs for this and uh, we're just gonna turn this song into a rocker and uh, so you could basically say that if we get a chance to show off this second album that we're going to have some new material in there i would call it new i would say it was it was a seed from many years ago but it's basically going to be brand new if we well, i'm sure a lot of people and especially you could call me a newer fan because i really wasn't familiar with you guys until this this really came out and started digging into you yeah and uh i would love to hear stuff you know i i think i hope you know i'm trying to say how i could say this but it's always kind of disappointing when you like a band from that era and they sound, there's a certain sound that you like from them, but then they completely do a change to try to sound modern or what you, however you want to put it. 
So I don't I don't know if that's the plan, but you know the the way I mean people love bands for what they were, not what uh, you know what's what's going on now. If that makes sense, you know. Exactly what you're talking about, and that's so, and that's I've suffered many disappointments like like with my favorite bands. I pull up their their latest offering, and I'm like, that's not what I liked you guys for. I mean, it's cool, right? And, and most bands do a really good job of whatever they're doing, but it's not what I liked them for. And uh, even Guardians gone through that phase where they've put yeah. out some, and, I, and I'm like, that's who just jumped it. Guys, that's really cool. That's really awesome. That's not why I like you guys. It's awesome stuff. It's not why I, you know, started to listen. But um, that's kind of what we did with our third album that uh, didn't go anywhere. But uh, we, yeah, we 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 tried to nod, give a nod to the to kind of the darker, grunger sound, grungier sound that was coming out. And some of the stuff still turned out. Uh, and you know, you can still hear us in that. Uh, I mean, it's 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 us. But um, a couple of the songs, yeah, just took a took a little bit of a grungier sound. Are you going to continue to to write new stuff with the other guys in, in hopes of well, yeah, well, maybe that's recording? I, so when I went after this this old song with a new riff, I'm like, I want to write a riff that I would have written back then. I want to have it be cool. heavy, guitar centered, clear melodies, uh, clear drive, no mud, just guitar blazing big vocals big hooks the whole thing you know that's that's what ladder rain uh i believe uh you know stands for um some of the guys might disagree with me mm-hmm. uh, some of the guys are partial to the newer stuff they're they're like nah this is this is more modern and i'm like yeah well that's cool too but i think most people liked us for that dated sound that 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 really that you hear on the on the uh on the demo cd that just yeah came. People miss that stuff. They want their bands to sound that, that that way and not not completely change. But yeah, uh, the the song I'm gonna close out with is "Day by Day." Tell me about that. Well, that was one of those songs that uh, was comes from that '95 uh, session that we had, and one of the songs that Lewis played the drums on, and with nothing but his brother pumping away on the bass next to him. These are songs that we wrote uh, in uh, you know in the garage together um this is after having desire produced by fear not so we were influenced a little bit by them so you might notice a little bit of that um a little bit of that sound there um which i love i love that that sound uh so yeah so that's uh i just wanted to give you guys and you know a little sneak peek of what's to come hopefully Mm -hmm. lord willing um I would love to get that stuff out there and uh, and you know show people what, what we did back then. And a lot of these songs, day by day included, uh, was in our live set um, for for years. Um, so we had played these songs to you know to people that really hadn't heard them except for if they saw us live back then. Well, okay. Before I close out, uh, let me ask you some fun questions real quick, just to, okay. for people to get to know you a little bit better. Just uh, the typical stuff. What's your favorite movie? Man, that's tough. Um, you can name more than one if you need okay. to. It's it's probably two uh, that I always go back to. Um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. And uh, Last of the Mohicans. Both good movies. Great. John Candy, Steve Martin, Kent. Well, if you can't, can't go wrong. 
wrong with those guys. With the the uh, what was it? Where the pillow between the legs or whatever? He's like, that's no pillow. <laughs> I got my hand in between these pillows. <laughs> my family knows I have to watch that movie every year around Thanksgiving, and and I'm like, yep, yeah, just just deal with it. dad's got to watch this movie, so just deal with it. Love John Candy. All right, so uh, have you been binge watching anything lately? Yes, unfortunately, um, it's not the nicest of shows, but uh, I've been sucked into um, Yellowstone, and uh, <laughs> I just uh, got done watching that one too. I know it's it's you feel it's, almost bad watching it. Like, I do. Hey, these it's people very, are so awful. It's it's awful. It's awful. But what I I'm starting to enjoy more is the history because I'm a history major. So okay, uh, the 1883 uh, prequel spinoff, if you will um is really a graphic look at the westward journey uh and just uh wow just i haven't haven't made it through the first episode yet i I keep because everything else uh i'll I'll start watching something else and i'll binge watch that and then i'm like yeah i need to go back and check that one show out but i did i started yellowstone just like a month ago the whole series and uh watched it all well, what's your uh, what's your binge uh, guilty pleasure? Oh well, that was one of them. Uh, Apple Plus, if you get that app or that? have them, they have a ton of good programs. They have um, the uh, what was it? The oh man, it was the one with Will Ferrell. I'm going the Shrink Next Door. I think was the name of it. That was really good. C is a good one. Invasion. Um, also. The Witcher season two just came out and I finished oh. season two of The Witcher. Uh, not not one of those, not a good Christian show. If you're no, wanting no, to bring the pastor started, over to watch, <laughs> I, but I just like the I like the costumes. I like the period uh, kind of fantasy Lord of the Rings kind of kind of thing. And all yeah. back there. That's what I got sucked into watching that a little. Bit I watched. Uh, do you have Disney Plus? I well, I don't want to get political, but <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I was just gonna I say. Did. Okay, uh, I, I, I did watch too. I watched uh, w- the new Marvel movie that and it just dropped like this weekend, the uh, Immortals. It was pretty good. No, I have not seen that. But, uh, my sons did drag me to go see um, Spider Man though. Oh yeah, I haven't seen the new one. How uh, was it? Uh, uh, it was it was great. It was great. I've heard yeah. that. I've heard that. Okay. It was, uh, it was painful but but good. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. I can't wait. Uh, favorite band. Oh my goodness! Well, secular or Christian? I mean, they're both. Both. Well, you know. There goes uh, the helicopter. That <laughs> <laughs> was a, yeah. I think that was an airplane or something. Yeah. Oh. I airport up here, but um, of course I got to give the nod to, to Striper. Uh, no disrespect to all the others that followed, but uh, they were the guys. They, uh, you know, and uh, just they had a foundational role for sure. Mm-hmm. Secular bands, uh, I would say, you know, uh, of course, Kiss uh, back in the day, uh, not anymore. <laughs> it's all about old Kiss. Nothing, all the new stuff is shenanigans. Um, They're on their fifth farewell tour. Yeah. I think, yeah. Or something, whatever it is now. I was happy in the, I think about 96, I saw them, about 95, I saw them in uh, their farewell or their reunion tour where you mm-hmm. see the real Ace Freely and the real Peter Chris. Uh-huh. And in 96 was their farewell tour after that. And I got to see the real Ace Freely and the real Peter Chris. Uh, so I was pretty happy about that. 
but uh you know bands that really influenced me a lot is as a guitar player um i gotta hand it to dokken oh yeah and George Lynch. Uh, and uh extreme okay do you know them oh yeah yeah definitely yeah so i think most the- people know their more than word song but that's not really who extreme is oh no oh, my goodness. definitely not if you've ever listened to Eddie Trunk, he worked at a record store back then, and he would talk about, uh, you know, the housewives would come in to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that, that. Beautiful song, and they buy the record, and they come back, and they this is horrible, and they slap it down on the counter. Was, uh, was Get the Funk out of that, uh, on that, uh, Get the Funk out of here, yeah. is that the name uh, of the song? Was that, that on that album? That was, yes, that was on the More Than Words uh, album. Yep. Okay. That's, that's the song they heard, and of course, they listened <laughs> They misheard it, and uh, yeah, this that's is, easy uh, this, to slip up and say something else there. But this is this is gross, and they take it back. So uh, uh, I, I've been I've been in every episode. I'm probably talking about this guy. And listeners probably getting sick of it, but I've been on like a big Vinnie Vincent oh no uh, kick right now. So I've I've got the Vinnie Vincent Invasion albums, the two of them, and then I read a book that I've talked about on past episodes here that Bobby rock, their drummer had, uh, he wrote a book about that time period playing with Vinnie Vincent and cool. He's like, uh, he, he made Vinnie upset because after that first album, everyone's like the guitars are ear piercing loud. Yep. And he mentioned something that to that, to, to Vinnie about before they went the second album and that did not go over well. Well, I got personal experience with that. One of my my first really? Kiss concert, what or my first one of my first concerts, I think it was my first concert. Period was Kiss, mm-hmm. but Ace had already left okay. and in the band. And what I remember most about that is practically losing my hearing because the guitar was so <laughs> screaming loud and painful, and he was such a show off. I was like, that's not how those songs are played. Uh, and I wasn't even, I didn't think I would, I might have just started playing guitar, but I was like, I know that's not how those songs are played. Um, and I think the best thing to come out of Vinnie Vincent was Mark Slaughter. Mark Slaughter. Yeah, Dana <laughs> Strong voice, and Slaughter. His voice is killer. And uh, um, I like Bobby. Uh, uh, Bobby Rock. Yeah, I like Bobby Rock too. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's, Vinnie, I'm sorry. Uh, no disrespect to the guy. Um, just not, not my cup of tea, man. All right, a couple more real quick. Greatest singer. Man. Well, I'm a big Sammy Hagar fan. Uh, Always have been. Uh, It's not Lewis? No, I'm just joking. Well, well, and uh, I'm going to throw Lewis in that same category, too. I'm going to give you more than one. But Sammy Hagar, only because he is... uh, been able to and sometimes it's no fault of your own but he's been able to keep his chops up and he still sounds pretty darn good to this day i saw him a couple years ago and he still sounds really good mm-hmm. um michael sweet also um, mm, I agree. um some people they 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 don't like his voice uh my wife gets a little turned off sometimes by hearing the earlier stuff where he where he screamed a lot yeah, uh, but I love it. Um, uh, and I love it the fact that he has kept his voice up. He's, uh, you know, done the things that are that are right, and um, you know, um, to to keep his voice up. So, and he still sounds fantastic. I've seen him in in different, you know, I've seen him on his solo stuff, acoustic stuff, 
um and it, it all it all sounds really good and striper stuff i just watched that striper concert uh the one that they streamed from a studio where they did oh, the soldiers under command soldiers oh my god oh yeah i rented that one you too just, you can't find another band uh, they're very far, hard to find another band like that where they're still they're still michael, michael is such an extremely uh talented guitarist too that uh, underrated unfortunately yep Yep. You're talking about Oz, you know, so is Michael. And then I would put Lewis in there too, because um, Lewis has always been consistent. You know, I was, uh, I was just working with him in the studio to do the Christmas songs. And we also did a cover of little drummer boy, which is pretty vocally demanding. And, um, and man, I I was like, I, you know, I I had my hesitations. I hadn't, hadn't worked with him in a while. I know he's still gigging. He's he, he's still doing all kinds of stuff. And I was like, man, I, I hope Lewis can still do it. I can barely still do it. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, man, he just blew my doors off. I was just I was just amazed. I was like, man, good job, good job, man. He's he's uh, he still sounds incredible. He could sing all all that louder range stuff. I'm sure without a hitch, um, because he's he's uh, taking care of himself. So all right, so fi- final one here yep. before we close it out. You can go back and see or see any band from any time period who would you want to see oh, man. um you know i would probably want to see the original kiss from the 70s mm-hmm. uh, yeah i'd want to see them doing a live too okay for sure yeah, yeah. gotta get to those guys you know they're, they're my first first ones you know <laughs> Most popular answer is Led Zeppelin with John Bonham so far, but I miss them by quite a bit. I was, you know, I was born in '68, so uh, I I, uh, I wasn't even thinking about going to concerts uh, really when they were all still alive, you know. Right. So, like, kind of, yeah, but I, I'm not a huge. I hate to say this. This is, you know, in in the rock and roll crowd, you be, it's okay if you say this because I'm not either. <laughs> okay, so just cut. So cut this out if if you get. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah, it's not, <laughs> not a huge. I mean. I give a nod to him. I'm a guitar player. Have to have to know some of their stuff, but um, just not just not my jam. Yeah, I, I, I like listening to John Bonham. He's 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 what he could do back in the day with one foot was was great. Yep. And and he's never really been influenced. Robert Sweet was my guy. He really influenced me as a drummer. And uh, I've always used my 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 foot to do more than just your basic stuff. And then I listen to John Bonham like yeah. That's pretty much what I do, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, cool. I'm like, that's really cool because he was doing it, and I never really knew that, you know. But, uh, but I like drummers that play like that. So, um, anyways, which, yeah, go ahead. Which, yeah, don't don't stop just yet. Um, what are you doing? Because I saw that little bit you you played on the drums, and that was that was pretty tight. Um, <laughs> I'm doing, doing nothing. I have okay. uh, every once in a while my old band. Well, my, my old band's still together, technically, but he still records. We've recorded a couple of songs in the past couple of years, but I literally I literally do nothing. I we, we got in the studio about a couple months ago, and that's the first time I have played in about a year because I had back surgery last year, too. But I'm just sitting away, sitting here rotting away, basically, uh, as oh. a drummer. Well, I'd, I'd like to hear your stuff in a song if you... Uh... I'll send it to you. I'll send you one of our... Uh, our, our one we did a couple years ago we just did a cover song from this it's i guess you call them a christian band from the 90s called starflyer 59 i don't know if you ever heard of them 
but uh, our singer is into them, and they're more emo pop rock. I don't know how you want to describe it back in the day. And he wanted to do a cover of one of their songs, and it's called Slow, and it is a slow song. But okay. uh, we, I can send that one to you also. But uh, yeah, he's actually got a record comp, a record label that he's running now, and he's going to put the put this uh, album out and stuff later. But uh, it's the Starflyer '59 cover, and it's slow. But I had it, I got to add a little drumming into it. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely. But I've been I've been doing not much really. I used to I used to be like you guys trying to you know trying to make it back uh, you know back in the late '90s, mid '90s. Uh, early 2000s before it just didn't happen and had to get yeah. a real job you know right so that's where that's where i'm at but uh yeah tell well, people uh well, go ahead go ahead oh no uh no no go ahead i, would, I, would just I was just gonna i was just gonna say to you know uh, let people know where they can reach out to you and where they can find you and and, and get things anything you want to put out there uh just right now uh facebook you can look up ladder rain we have two sites actually the one with the black logo is a little uh, more used right now. So uh, just type in Ladder Rain. You're going to find some funny stuff, though, when you type in Ladder Rain. Just kind of weed through it. You'll you'll find us. You'll see that logo. Um, and uh, and that's about it right now. Um, of course, go to Rocks Records, and you could, uh, you could order the CD. Um, and Rocks has got some other good, good stuff up there. And uh, speaking of good stuff... Um, I just took a listen to that, uh, the brave. Mm-hmm. Did, the that newest. Just, did that just come out? It was like, uh, last year, the Evie's little garden. And those guys go back to when we started. I don't right. even remember them from back in the day. I don't want yeah. to be offensive. I don't remember them, I, but I didn't either, but I went back and I listened to that old stuff. I'm like, that's good. And I listened to this new stuff. I said, that's incredible. It is. That's, that's fantastic. Where did that, where has that been all my life? Yeah. <laughs> And I had I had them on a previous episode. Uh, you know what's cra- what's crazy is I wasn't familiar with them. And about maybe three years ago, someone posted something about them on Facebook, and I I went back and listened to that first album. I was cutting grass, and I was going, "Man, how in the world did I miss this? This is amazing." That's and then uh, that was right before the the latest album came out. Now Stacy's the lead singer, and. Um, and it sounds amazing too. Stacy is an amazing writer, and uh, writes all the writes all their stuff. So, uh, yeah, they. Uh, I even told my and, and this is God's honest truth that that album that came out last year, Evie's Little Garden, is the top album in my opinion that came out last year out of anything. Oh, that's so that didn't just drop. That was last year's or two thousand twenty one, like beginning. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Evie's Little Garden. Um, it, was, it was crazy. It was, yeah, I couldn't believe the production on it was really great. The guitar playing was insane. He's doing these harmonized rhythms and uh, like Iron Maiden esque kind of stuff. Yeah, that's like, all. This- that's all Stacy. The you know what's funny is um, that first album back around ninety ninety one. They uh, there's the other guy in the band. He the Asian looking guy. Well, he is Asian, but. He was only 15 and around 16 when that album came out. Okay. Yeah, I saw and that. That was crazy. I went back and looked at that. That came out in 92, right? Yeah, it was probably around and there. Guess what it was on? It was on Pachyderm. Yeah, yeah, because he talks about uh, John Elefante um, produced that album. And John. I myself. Yeah, John pushed them really hard with vocals. 
I, I can't. I'm going blank on the name of the guy that's the vocalist for for the first album. And then uh, Stacy's brother, who was the drummer for the first album, came and became the lead vocalist from the second album, Trust. And him, him and Stacy, he, he unfortunately has passed away. But um, Stacy sounds a lot like his brother from the second album, if you ever go back and listen to it. But, oh, yeah, the Brave, man, I can't say enough good stuff about them. Uh, I just and, wanted to chime in and say, wow, uh, just got to give it to those guys. Uh, still doing it and still doing it well. Right. He's actually going to, they're going to do something with Larry, with Larry Worley. And, uh, gotta be good. he said, he's going to have Larry sing. When I asked Larry, he said, I don't know, but I'm like, I really hope Larry will sing on this. Trust me. I've concert. heard some stuff. Larry can still sing. I know he can. And, worry about it. He, he, and I didn't want to sound bad when I was talking to Larry on the episode, but that's like listening to slaughter and then, then coming back without Mark slaughter singing and just playing rhythm guitar. Right. You know what I mean? You <laughs> love the voice. But um, no, I mean, talk about underrated guitar player. That's Larry. And Larry, yeah, songwriter. He's very talented. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so he can he can still sing. It's just I think he's got some limits live, and that's okay. Uh, yeah, I would be fine with just hearing recordings. I mean, because yeah. no no one's really touring you anyways. But that's just a uh, old fear not fan dream right now. So <laughs> we all do that. <laughs> but uh anything you want to put out there before we close out the show for people no but uh, well yes thank you for thank you for doing this this is this is really yeah. cool i don't feel like i deserve uh, any attention at all but <laughs> uh, no man it, it, it you do the album's coming out people need to check it out so it's perfect time this episode will probably drop uh right at the beginning of next month because i have some other ep- episodes in between but still uh I'm, I'm telling you folks if you haven't listened to the album go check it out go buy it I know there's some li- it's limited copies, but uh, uh, you know, hopefully, maybe they'll they'll do something if it sells out. You know, make more. Who who knows? I would hope so. Yeah. Two, three, four.